It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And be sure to stream the show. Can do so the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Twitter, at HVarsity Radio. Let us uh, bring in Mr. Blackshirt himself. Another Monday with Charlie. And we say hi to Coach Charlie McBride. Coach, uh, how was the uh, the Super Bowl vittles last night? How are we doing? Well, I was just sitting here counting my money. <laughs> so you put a wager. He, he bet the doink, I'm no, sure. No, yeah. I, don't, I, I, got, I got out of that habit a long time ago. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> and that can get you in bad trouble, that stuff. Other I, was, than that. I was talking to a buddy. Uh, last night we were out having some wings, and his his kid has signed in under his name with this app. Oh! But Dad knows about it. But he's like, "Yeah, Dad, I made a fifty bucks off betting some NBA." And we're like, "Hold your horses, there, here, Jimmy the Greek. Um, you're just you're just putting money down at night, huh? You you can get you can get buried doing that. So there was a a, fr- a friendly conversation about that. I'm like, yeah, my my kids, I don't think he's gambling yet. <laughs> that tells you how good a parent I am. So I don't, I don't know, but I haven't I haven't had the uh, just don't bet, son, or do it responsibly. But yeah, the the well, whole the whole world's betting football, so. I got in trouble uh, when I was at Arizona State. Didn't know what I was doing. Really? I got that. No, I um, I never I never bet at all. But, but I used to go in this place on, after practice on Thursday, and these old guys out there they're just sitting there looking at sheets all the time. So one time they came up to me and said, "Can you help us out?" And I said, well, "What do you mean?" And they said, well, can you do We just picked three teams. Well, two of them we played. Oh, no. So I knew they stuck. <laughs> I knew they weren't any good. So I, I did it, and I did it for, I think it was, six weeks. Oh, no. And uh, sure. And then I got a knock on my door. And it was from, um, thank God, my brother. He was the head of white collar crime. My brother-in-law was the head of white collar crime for Reagan. And <laughs> I don't know, but he was he was in you know, Iowa somewhere. But anyway, they they just told me to stop doing it. I mean, they knew I wasn't gambling, but they heard my name go over the you know over the border into New Mexico. 
So and, the, the, uh, the three you guys. Know, somebody said, said, where are you getting all these? Because I was 18 and 0. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man. Charlie was the ultimate betting <laughs> just expert. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's in the, that, that, they said, you better, um, you're going to lose your job. You better stop that. So I, I didn't realize I was, I wasn't gambling. I was just giving information. Man. I guess that's. That's not good either, so, I guess, because you you have a it's an insider. I'm an insider. Man, eighteen and zero though. I got to be pretty proud of that. I mean, looking at the glass being half yeah, full. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I didn't bet. I, if I had a bet, I probably <laughs> had made a lot of money. I don't know what they bet, how much they bet. I don't. I don't think these guys bet that much. So was this a? Was this just a, your name came up, or was it a wiretap thing? Were these were these yep. wise guys? The place was tapped. The whole oh, the whole no. place had been, and they had been investigated. I found out years before, and then they dropped it and they started up again. I guess. Man, I didn't know. I didn't even know there. Was, uh, apparently, the guy that owned the place uh, didn't know it either. Exactly, I think he did, but he didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if he wants his kneecaps, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is Sammy well, the Bull. That's his big, table. It wasn't a big ring or anything that I know of. These guys are old guys. I mean, they're, you know. They're retired. I don't know. They, they were all retired. Just just we, drank beer, sit around and all day and talk. We didn't know what they were retired from. That's pretty good. Charlie <laughs> McBride's with us here. What a story. <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> By the way, I went 18-0, and, and the Pac-12 was not great at the time, and here's why, and insider Charlie. I love it. I love it. What did you think of the game last night? I liked it. I, I thought it was, a, it was a good game. I, I, was, I had this feeling that um, they didn't start out playing like they could play or something. There was, you know, they just looked like the the Chiefs kind of looked a little weak or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They just, there was just something that made me feel like they're not playing like they can play. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought maybe, you know, him being hurt or something like that, the quarterback being hurt before. So I thought maybe they were protecting him or doing something, but... But I guess it, you know, pretty much at halftime, they, even after he got hurt, he, he's one of those kids that can play hurt. I mean, there, there's a lot of them that can't, and then he's one of them that can go over the top. A lot of, you know, the guy that was really famous for that was uh, Joe Montana. Mm. I mean, this guy's a basket case. They were, they, they had to glue him together, you know. Mm-hmm. But he played all the time. You know, I'm surprised he's still walking around. He's uh, he's hitting Super Bowl row parties and advertising for Guinness. So uh, Joe Cool is still doing all right. What do you <laughs> That's think? That's right. He's, he's like me at all his joints replaced. <laughs> so he's doing good. <laughs> Bionic man, I love it. So did you did you have a problem with the penalty? Did that overshadow the game? The flag on third well, and eight. Let me. The hard thing about it is, is remember a couple of years ago when that guy really had a penalty. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was he blasted the guy and they yeah. didn't call it. Yeah. And 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 now they're. I think you know, even though it, when it was quite a while ago, um, you know, they all say, well, the last couple of minutes, let them play. Well, that's not. You, should, I, you know, I can't go for that trick. Because if you're doing one thing during the game, 
you're doing another. Well, you know, the, the thing that after the game uh, today, when I watched it, I just happened to catch it where the kid that did it said he, he did it. <laughs> he, he said, I grabbed his shirt. He said it right on television, everything. I was, you know, I, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But he, um, you know, the thing that happened was it wasn't as flagrant as there's some stuff you see where they beat each other up on the way down the sideline, and they're, you know, I mean, it's a joke, some of it. So the consistency has never been there. Mm. It, and and nobody's ever sat down and said, we're going to follow the rule, and this is the way it's going to be, and if you do it, you know, and what degree you do it, too bad. Mm-hmm. And then he did it at probably, he did a two out of a ten, yeah. as far as I could see, you know. And but he did it, and so that's probably they were scared not to do it. Well, yeah, Charlie. I it's, mean, the, the thing is, is is you're right. Was, in terms of the the penalty, it was a two out of ten type infraction. My problem isn't that they called it; it's that that they were letting the the four out of ten type infraction slide all game long. Well, that they just they're got they're at a, they're at a point now where somebody's got to stop it. This is going to help stop it. I mean, that's what I said. Call the thing the way the rule book says, mm-hmm. and you'll stop it. I mean, <laughs> guys will stop doing that stuff. I mean, how many times have you seen a kid go down the sideline and the guy put his arm over his arm and take his hand? Yeah. And actually, and putting his arm over and pushing it with his arm is one thing. But when a guy grabs your hand, your, your hand, when you can't get up with one hand, now guys are catching the ball. They don't care. They're catching it with one hand. <laughs> You know, but they're getting that outside hand and they're just pushing it down so the guy can only catch it with one hand. And they're not calling it. Mm-hmm. So they're Monday. And, you with... know, the, the other thing is a lot of guys, they got to have everybody involved in it that's down on that end of the field because they all say, well, that's his call. I saw it, but that's his call. That's a bunch of garbage. <laughs> you know, if you see it, you call it. Mm-hmm. Sorry for cutting you off, Coach, there. It's, uh, it's another Monday with Coach Charlie McBride here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Coach, the penalty was a, a big talking point today. I want to get your, your take on the other big talking point, the, the playing surface. A lot of players out there are slipping and sliding oh. around on the field. And from a, a coaching point of view, does that change how you have to call a football game knowing that your guys are out in the field slipping and sliding around? We've had stuff like that. You change your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. I mean, there's there's things like that. That's That, that should have been – Known, yeah. I don't know if they could figure it out before the game, but I'm so tired of the National Football League. They came in one day when we were practicing, and we paid for the field, and we paid for all this stuff out in Phoenix. They were having a a, a game out there, and they had the field fixed. Apparently, they said they fixed it for the NFL. Well, Tom basically told them, forget it. We're going out there anyway. I don't care what you say. We paid for this place. So they went out there. We went out and practiced on it. Anyway, we didn't notice any difference in anything. But the next day, they tore the whole field up. Tore the whole thing up and redid the whole field in a week. Mm. I mean, it was, you know, and these guys are, you know, they're crazy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they, got, they got Mr. Guru that they was they had his picture in the paper the other day. How many years he's been doing it? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I found out 
I found out through the through my grapevine, which is nothing, that that guy isn't going to be around next year. Mm. See, they put that thing out on the outside, and then they mm. coming in. It's like a big train coming in. It's a tra- on tracks, and it comes in and goes out, so they can use that place for you know car shows and boat shows and whatever they do. And uh, so, but that that um, that whole thing about the grass is. You know, I remember playing at UCLA. We played before they had the soccer, uh, a big, you know, soccer deal, and they leveled the, the deal off. They took the mound out of it. Mm. And I'll tell you what, you couldn't, you could not cut on it, and it would not come up. Jeez. And it was the best grass I ever saw. Boy, could you run on that stuff. Mm. I mean, it's in the, it was in the Rose Bowl, so we were playing UCLA. Coach, want to get your take on the the walk-on program real quick. Got about three minutes here, and it sounds like uh, due to Title IX mandates, Nebraska's going to have to reduce their roster size walk-on-wise. And, and just give me a thought on, on what what's the right number. Is there a right number for the walk-on program as far as well, walk-ons that, to take? That really makes some of the girls mad. I mean, Nick, because uh, that happened with us, and they cut their money out. It went. Bob was giving them more money than Title IX award would, would award them. You know, when it, when it went through, mm-hmm. and they actually lost money on it. But I think that what's going to happen is what we had a lot of we had a lot of walk-ons at one time, too many. Mm. And I think what you do a little bit to to be honest with the players. It's probably to take some, take the, take all of the all of the walk-on kids and test them and set a set a set a standard for your test. And if they didn't make that standard, you would help them get a, a job at another school. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. go on. And we had some guys do that. You know, that actually we helped them get on to at Kearney and at then time UNO at one time and and Concordia and some of the schools we helped them get. You know, get straightened out there and that was they were happy with that but some want to go to school at nebraska and 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 in when you really find out about it they kind of like football and they like to go out and uh you know and nobody ever cuts them so they kind of stay you know with it and it didn't you know and so we found out a lot of a lot of stuff about the program that there are some kids like that that are uh, coming on, but it seems like we got down to a point where we were asking for film and coaches' recommendations and everything. So I think you got to just, go, if you're going to do it right, you test them, tell them, look at, you know, if you don't make the grades on the testing scores, we'll help you get a job mm-hmm. somewhere else. Charlie McBride with us. That makes a ton of sense. And you got about 10 to 12 guys you can target. You have good communication with the high school coaches in the region and in the towns and get their feedback and then uh, see them at camp. And then, yeah, your your take on here's the test, here's the bar, here's what you got to pass to to be a walk-on makes a lot of sense. Coach? The, high school, the high school coaches will understand what's going on. I mean, yeah. that'll, that'll help a little bit too, as long as they understand it. No, absolutely. All about communication. Coach, we'll uh, run you down next Monday, and this uh, went too fast, but it was a lot of fun to, to chat with you real quick. How many wings did you eat last night? 
I only ate a dozen. Okay, that's all I had, too. There's still a whole bunch in the kitchen that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's pretty that's good. That's the best part of the week after the Super Bowl. It's the leftovers. You just, just crush some they're more better, weight. They're better doing their age. <laughs> oh, that works well. Well, it's, it's you're sad about football ending, but you're you're happy about the food that you have left over. That's kind of the give and the take of this week. That is pretty good. <laughs> Coach, thanks so much for the time today. It was fun, okay. to, fun to talk with okay. you. Okay. Have fun. Okay. Do. <laughs> okay. Bye now. There he is, Coach McBride. Who'd have known? 18 and 0. Man. Ultimate betting insider, Charlie McBride. Uh, allegedly. Man. <laughs> look, <laughs> allegedly. Look, listen to him. He's like, yeah, I got in trouble. I'm like, what? Check that segment out. Coach McBride, if you just caught part uh, of the interview, talked about his time at Arizona State, and three guys uh, were asking his. His insight. Jay Moore's on the way. It's Hale Varsity.